This is John from Dental Records, and you're listening to the 25,000 Miles Radio Show. Uh, this is Enzo from Hangtime, and you're listening to the 25,000 Miles Radio Show. Too many days, too many nights, I wait to sleep alone. Too many days, I'm waiting for your call. I know you said you're leaving, but I couldn't think of it. Too many days, too many nights alone. I loved you in the daytime and I held you through the night. You never gave a warning, it's not alright. So many times I held your hand and you wouldn't smile at me. It's only cause you wanted to be free. Too many days, too many nights I went to sleep alone. Too many days, I waited for your I know you said you're leaving, but I couldn't think of it Too many days, too many nights alone I loved you in the daytime and I held you through the night The fire in your eyes, yeah, you're alright You built me up to tear me down, are you happy to let go? We'll never know who's really in control Welcome to the show, you guys. Thanks for having us, Joel. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Yeah, no problem at all. So, a question that I think everyone's kind of getting sick of at this point, uh, no pun intended, but uh, how are you guys uh, doing with COVID in your area right now? Uh, I don't know I don't know what number it is now of lockdowns, uh, number three, maybe? Yeah, number three. Lockdowns. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know everybody's everyone's on edge, but you know we try to keep going as best we can. Um, we haven't really been able to do much in terms of the band, uh, aside from just trying to promote. And uh, John's been uh, dealing with a lot of that for us. Uh, you know, also working with uh, with the label, so uh, he can speak more to that. But uh, yeah, just just trying to stay busy. Otherwise, um, try to not focus on on having to stay home. Yeah, just um, trying to still keep doing the things you would usually do, like trying to promote releases, trying to promote, well, the band, in this case it's uh, Hang Time, um, trying to keep doing those things that you usually do under normal circumstances, but it is just, it is obviously a lot harder, and you kind of have that feeling that a lot of people out there, you know, are they really interested in... <laughs> In what you have to say or what you're trying to put out there in light of everything else that's going on, you know, because we're trying to reach people everywhere. We're trying to promote to not only in Canada, but anywhere, really. And you got to think, well, we know how it is here, but who knows how it is somewhere else. And I mean, here it's not wonderful. You know, Ontario, it's not wonderful right now, to be honest. 
we're over a year now and we're really actually in a worse spot now in terms of case numbers than we were at any point so far so it's not good (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and the reason i bring that question up is because where i live not many people even from the very start have been taking it that seriously because right now I live in a small town. So, it, you know, and people, I mean, we wear masks in like, you know, grocery stores and stuff like that. But besides that, like, you wouldn't see any masks anywhere else. So it's kind of interesting to see what, uh, how it's going for everyone else across the country at this point. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was curious about that with you actually as well. But yeah, you're right. A lot of people were not at all taking it seriously. And and a large number aren't even still. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which is surprising considering the year we've had and we're just not getting better. And it's so hard when you hear about other, um, and not all countries are in a great spot either, but some countries are doing a lot better than others. And you hear in the States the number of people getting vaccinated on a daily basis. It's just wild. And they've got things, if you want to talk about tours and festivals and things like that well their falls already filling up really quickly yeah here, i don't know if we'll have, i don't know if we'll have anything else here this year i doubt it yeah exactly like yeah everybody's uh getting vaccinated down there like even just like listening to different podcasts from people in the u.s and they're just they're on their second shot and we're like not even on one <laughs> yeah <laughs> well what, what, what can you do what can you do um, so just so our listeners know, cause I mean, I can see the both of you, but, uh, if you could tell everybody who is who, so John, you're from Dental Records and Enzo, you are from the band Hang Time. That's correct. Yes. Right. So which, wh- where's the connection with you guys? Cause somewhere there's a connection there. Well, we, uh, Hang Time, uh, we played quite a few shows um, and quite a few of them were booked by John because John was uh, uh, playing in another band at the time and also doing a lot of bookings uh, in Ontario. And so we played quite a few shows in Oshawa uh, that he had booked us for. And that's where we met him. And we saw his band play at the time that he was playing with. And uh, we became friends uh, through that process. You know, he's a, John's a great guy. He's uh, really easy to talk to. He's, uh, I'm not just saying that because you're here, John. Um, but... Uh, we, we do get along with John very well. So we, after John was not playing with his band anymore, um, we were looking for somebody to help us out with booking because we, you know, it was a lot for us. We, we all have uh, jobs outside of playing and it was, you know, it was, it was hard for us to do for a while. So we wanted to get someone to help us out and we talked to John about it. And he was interested in, in taking on that role for us. And, and now he's, uh, he's taking care of a lot of that uh, booking for us and promotions. And that's that's how we met. Well, like Enzo said, I was booking uh, shows sort of in the town I live in, outside of the Toronto area. So um, started really just with them, trying to help promote them as best I could, and you know, submitting their music and their releases, their videos to different sites and blogs again all over the world, and you know, podcasts like this one, and, and basically, well, you you know, Joel, basically anywhere and everywhere that someone is willing to <laughs> you know to, to play or to show or to talk about what what somebody's doing you know um and just doing that and and so after doing 
I guess about two two years now, maybe doing that with them. Sort of the end of last year, one of the other guys with Hang Time, uh, Warren, who's their one of their guitarists and singers, he sort of had an idea. What about a record label? I guess it's something he sort of thought about always in the back of his mind, and it's something I always thought about in the back of my mind as well, but never really expressed to anybody. So when he said that, I said, "Oh, that sounds interesting," and we sort of talked about that and just sort of started. So we we started that.、Um, Last year,、uh, sort of, the, I guess, later on in last year, and then the first release was well, Hang Time, obviously. So I'm trying to use that as a way to promote them as well. So we've、uh, been working with that, and、uh, me and Warren, and we started out by putting out like a compilation.、Uh, last October was our first release、uh, prior to the Hang Time release, and just trying to find bands that we really liked、um, and that we. Didn't think we're with any label or that sort of thing, but just again, bands we both really like, and we think, you know, we're kind of from that era, the '90s, when the、uh, compilations were so big for indie labels, and we kind of, you know, we always liked that, so we figured just try to do that at the, in the beginning, anyways,、uh, as a means to put something out. So you're you kind of touched on my next、uh, question here, but、um, could you tell our listeners about Dental Records and how long? Have you been a record label? Yeah. So again, I think it was.、Um, I mean, we talked about it for a little bit, but the first actual release、uh, for the label was October of last year, and that was、um, a compilation. With I think around eight or ten bands from all over the world, really, and that was sort of our other our other goal that we wanted to.、Um, Do with the label was、um, not just have bands from Ontario.、Um, you know, as we, we see that sometimes with labels, they'll kind of focus just on where they're from, and that's it.、Uh, oftentimes, we didn't want to do just Ontario. We didn't even want to do just Canada. We wanted to do anyone we like from anywhere. So we really tried to divide it up and have bands from all over the world that we liked, that we felt were maybe a little underrepresented, and、uh, maybe that we didn't. See out there quite as often as we thought maybe they deserved, and so we started with that.、Um, just sort of releasing them on Bandcamp, you know, pay what you can, free compilations, sort of thing. I mean, we do a Spotify playlist as well. I mean, there's not a whole lot of traction on that, but、um, just getting started like that, trying to find a way to start, and hopefully through finding different bands, getting to know them, talking to them, perhaps we would、uh, stumble on some that maybe in. One day down the road, maybe we want to do something more together. Maybe not, but there's always a chance. You know, you find someone and you want to do something else. So we had that was our first official release, and then if I'm not mistaken, I think the hang、uh, hang time was released probably shortly after that. I think、um, they released their first two EPs, their 2020 and 2019 EPs on vinyl. So we we. Did that with the band, so we released that on vinyl,、um, and then we released the second compilation in January.、Um, we have a third one coming at the end of this month, actually, end of April, beginning of May. And just recently, we、um, uh, the label we teamed up with two bands from the Netherlands, Ink Bomb and No Breakfast Goodbye, and they're、uh, skate punk bands, melodic skate punk bands. So、uh, they've just released their first two sing- singles off a split EP. So they're each going to have three songs on the split EP, and we're going to release it in vinyl here in Canada. And that's、uh, June eighteenth. That comes out. 
So we're getting started with them too, and a couple of other projects we're talking with some bands about for this year. So yeah, it seems fun so far. Yeah, awesome. well, uh, correct. That's a correct answer, John. Let's flop into uh, hang time here. So I'm going to kind of rapid fire here, Enzo. How long uh-huh. has uh, hang time been a band? How did you meet the dudes, and can you give us the backstory? Okay, so I'm the newest member of the band. So uh, the band started, I believe, their first album, I believe, was in 2007, um, if I'm not mistaken, or 2010. I'm, I'm losing my mind here. Uh, they were together for a while. Um, and then I've known our bass player, Dan, for a very long time, since uh, middle school. Uh, and so I knew him. We had played through some other bands together. And uh, one day he, he said that they were looking for a new drummer, and he contacted me. And uh, I wasn't doing anything at the time, so I tried out. And, uh, you know, played together with them for a while. And I'm still, uh, sometimes I think I'm still on probation. But uh, I've been with them since uh, a little, I think it's been about six years now, if not a little bit more. It might be a little more than six years now. And uh, Warren and Rick have been together even before Hang Time in a previous band as well. So they've been playing together for a long time. They're both our guitar players and our vocalists. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's the story of Hang Time. Okay. That's all <laughs> around, yeah. So um, Hang Time, if I'm correct here, uh, put out in January, the double EP release. Could you uh, tell us about yeah. that? Well, the the EP release was. Uh, I mean, we had, we wanted to do vinyl for a long time. Uh, we had talked about it on and off, and we were kind of on the fence about it for a while. And then and finally, we decided it was something that we wanted to do uh, because there wasn't much else going on, and it's it's something that uh, you know we wanted to do as kind of like a not like a milestone for us to to have something cool. Right. So, and if people wanted to have both of our EPs, they could have it on each side. Right. So, um, we're we're really happy with both of our EPs. We, uh, Rick, I know, did a lot of the artwork for both of the EPs to kind of uh, tell a story. Um, we love, they they kind of fit well together. We we recorded them that way, and we uh, we thought that they would be excellent together on one album. Yeah. And and why not really? Because I was like, with double, duh, that's 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 like a lot of songs. That's, that's too many songs. But um, I think like thinking about it, I was like, yeah, well, why not? Why not just put them all in there? And then it's like the biggest bang for everybody's buck when they they're like, you know, they put on the record and they've got like most of your songs. <laughs> now uh, I'm curious to know because I've always wanted to start a record label myself, but how does one approach a band to get uh, to get them on the label? Is it like as easy as just like networking with your friends and bands you know, or is there more to it? Is it a little bit more difficult than that? I think that would be about the extent of it. Um, for us, like I said before, it sort of started with um, finding for compilations different bands we like and. You know, some we've uh, talked about potential things in the future. Uh, most we haven't. But, um, yeah, I think you just kind of stumble, if you kind of find each other and stumble on each other and realize, okay, well, you know, this is something we've thought about. Maybe here's someone in Canada that might be interested in doing something. So you kind of find people that way. Um, we've had a, few, a lot of... Um, 
you know, a lot of bands from different places just come to us because I guess they just see, you know, record label and <laughs> they just think <laughs> they, they don't know how big or small we really are. And I don't know what it is they, they could be expecting. But um, no, sometimes when you talk to them, then they realize, I mean, we're just we're just starting at this. We're not expecting that this is going to be something that's going to, you know, make all this money and whatever. I mean, we both have uh, me and Warren, we both have actual jobs and careers we're not doing this for money we we don't need money from this that's not the idea you know it's not like and not like for me when i book shows that's not the idea either i don't do that to book shows and hang time doesn't play shows to make at least lots of money I'm sure they'd like to make a little bit but they're certainly not doing it for the money as you know with most punk bands What's that? It's all for the drink tickets. That's true. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, if you're in a punk band, at least on the independent level, and you're doing it for the money, is kind of the wrong. You're kind of in the wrong uh, genre, I think, maybe. But um, yeah, no, we've come across a, a few bands, and then you sort of realize, yeah, I think we could do something together. So yeah, really, it is about networking. To answer your question, and. Um, that's kind of it. You just talk to different people and see expectations and that sort of thing. And we, we were very upfront and we just explain this is what we want to do. Um, you know, we're not expecting miracles here, but I'm sure other labels uh, in Canada that are, you know, seem to be doing well. I'm sure that wasn't their goal immediately when they started. The goal probably wasn't we're going to make loads of money. But maybe over time, it just got better for them. And, you know, nothing's overnight. You're not going to start to see consistent results and a, a base of, you know, fans and clients and that sort of thing. And But it's just about getting the bands out there and trying to get a good collection of bands that people, you know, could actually like and really support all of them. Sort of like the old compilations where you find a Fat Records compilation and then you, oh, I like all those bands, that sort of thing. So it'd be like to happen anyways.
goes into making a compilation record. Like, obviously, you find the bands that you want to put on the compilation. Obviously, there's funding behind it that you have to do. You have to, you know... I'm not even too sure what you would do to put out a compilation. Well, that's just it. It's not really not really any funding, at least from what we've done so far. I mean, it's really just simple. We find bands that we like, approach them and say, this is what we're doing. It's a free compilation. It's more for promotion more than anything. We're not charging for it, so we can't give you anything for it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You're, you're not going to have thousands and thousands of people streaming it. I mean, you have to just be realistic and be honest with people and set expectations. And it's really, it's more about promotion. That's what it is. And, um, you know, I get for a band, if they're from the Ukraine or Sweden or another country, how it might be appealing having a label in Canada, you know, try, at least trying their best to you know, get their music out there, no matter how small, at least just trying to, um, you know, the old days you would do, I mean, I even saw some vinyl, vinyl compilations from a long time ago, but CDs were popular, but I just don't see the, at this point anyways, we don't see the point in spending the money on CDs, you know, for songs that are already released by bands. I don't, with streaming and everything else, we just don't see how, um, it could not lose us a lot of money just by doing that. So we were avoiding that at this point. Yeah, I, I, I guess, like, if I was in a band and there was a record label willing to just do their best to put out my band in a completely different country, I'd be, all like, on board. Yeah, I, for me, I kind of... For me, I kind of look at it like scouting, like you're a scout for a team or something. You're looking for that hidden gem for something that's been overlooked by other people. And, you know, you're not assuming anything's going to happen or not thinking anything's going to happen. But wouldn't it be nice if one day maybe something did happen and you were the one to sort of find that, you know, needle in a haystack? That'd be kind of cool. So, yeah. <laughs> um, now, I made the mistake... I was being lazy and I didn't follow the links that you sent me in the email to Dental Records. And so I was like, I'll just Google it because I didn't want to pull up the email. (laughs) Now, I Googled Dental Records and that was a mistake because I only got pictures of people's teeth and (laughs) x-rays of people's teeth. And I was like, "What what am I doing? So the why Dental Records? Well, that was the name Warren came up with, and I guess, because, you know, trying to be funny or cute or whatever, you know, <laughs> dental <laughs> records, <laughs> and I get it, but there's just some people that don't get it, they're like, so what does it have to do with, like, dentistry, like, uh, you know, I get it, just because it's... <laughs> There it is. I, you know, I thought well, that was it. I don't know. He just, I guess he's been sitting on that for a while. And that was, uh, yeah, that was his, his idea. So yeah. <laughs> hey, we all thought it was a cool name when he came up with it. So yeah, totally. Fun. It is. It works out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> dental records has a new, uh, I just got the email today. So, um, dental records has a new split coming out with, uh, two bands from the Netherlands, which yeah. is, which is awesome. Uh, could you tell us about that? And also, how do you connect with bands that are not, you, you know, from the Netherlands? And I know you have a, a band from Sweden and Japan uh, on the compilations. How do you connect with bands like, like so far away? 
Yeah, with um, the two bands from the Netherlands, I did not, I didn't, we didn't know them at all before. So I guess they must have just, because they just contacted us. Um, they were the ones that emailed us, and I think they must have just seen, you know, our Instagram page or Facebook page, whatever, and just sort of reached out that way. <clears throat> and this is something a release they'd been planning for a little bit, and um, yeah, they said they already they they talked to a few labels, so they had. Um, concrete head entertainment in the u.s on board with them and horn and hoof records in um, the uk on board with them and they wanted to know if we'd be interested in sort of going along as well and releasing it so we uh, checked them out and they're they're both great bands um so i believe um we're going to be releasing uh, red vinyl in Canada. And I think the U.S. label is only doing CDs. And then the U.K. label is also doing vinyl as well for people in that part of the world. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be three songs each for each band. Um, like I said before, the first single uh, for each of the bands was just released, I believe, a week or two ago. And they uh, put out lyric videos at the same time for each of the singles. So, yeah, uh, both of us, us and them, have just been trying to get the singles basically heard and seen and everything else wherever we can. And I believe they're going to be doing another sing, I think another single, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, June is when the, uh, the full release is coming out. And um, they're both good bands. Ink Bomb's been around longer than No Breakfast Goodbye. And um, yeah, they're both like melodic skate punk. Um, really good really good bands and um yeah they're doing good things in their parts of the world and they play with some good bands there and gone on some good tours um in europe and that sort of thing they haven't been to north america yet and um yeah they're just uh we did a skype call with them and sort of met and sort of talked about what we'd like to do and sort of see if we we're interested in doing this and yeah they're very down to earth and very interested and uh, nice people so it sh should be good it's been good so far but that's about it you just you know talk over messenger or whatever and then maybe have a, a skype call and see each other face to face and talk about it a bit and decide yeah is this something we really want to do and you see it is some of the bands like um i've met before so like some through networking like for the compilations and that's so why i thought of them immediately so that made it easy for some of the bands on those compilations too so yeah right on. Yeah. no effects did like a live stream thing and uh like uh, dropkick murphy's did a live stream thing and uh you know bands have been doing that so i'm curious to know how you guys feel about live streaming right now well we've discussed it uh it's just it's been a matter of not really having the time because we we've been kind of focusing on a, on a few things but also trying to keep our distance uh just to make sure that everybody's you know in our extended families are okay and you know individual band members so We've we've uh, not done that uh, for those reasons, but we have talked about it. It's something we may still do, depending on how uh, if the restrictions lighten up a little bit in the near future. But we'd like to do something like that. We have discussed it, um, but uh, not yet. Uh, so I, I, some of us have done a couple things outside of the band, just uh, you know, doing some uh, collaboration covers. Like for myself, I'm speaking for myself personally, just doing some other musical things, but that's just been remote. Uh, just recording our own pieces and setting them up, but uh, and having them put together by someone else, but uh, no real performances 
um, yet. Yeah. Well, because I know I've, I've talked to a few bands about it, and um, some bands are, like, really on board with it, like yourselves, and it's, I mean, it's, it's the best thing that, that you can do right now uh, with what we got. But some bands right. are, like, firmly against it. They're like, nope, won't do it. So it's uh, it's it's kind of interesting to to hear what uh, what different bands have to say about it. Because yeah, Warren and I have talked about it quite a bit, and um, Warren and he wouldn't mind me saying this. I consider him sort of a perfectionist. Um, you know what what he does, he likes to make sure it's done very well. Um, and not not that I'm the opposite, but we have talked about it before. And the thing is, if Hang Time was to do a live stream, he would want it to be like top-notch sound the video component he would he would want it to be very good and rightfully so the problem is if you want to find enlist people to help you do that because i don't think any of us are that tech savvy if you want to enlist people to help you do that you you want to compensate them somehow and then it's like well is it really worth you know the cost that's yeah. the other thing too you know so it's a hard it's a hard thing. It's not just, he just wouldn't want to just, you know, throw up somebody's phone and go, well, here we are on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. And that that's not his style. He just wouldn't want to do that. And I completely appreciate that. Um, yeah, the live stream, if it's done well myself, I have no problem. But I don't know, to be quite honest, I, I've watched a few and I really haven't been all that excited about it. Um, you know, Bad Religion's like my favorite band, and I, I watched some of the ones they did where they did like the different decades, and I watched the first two of them, and I, I paid for all four, but I don't even think I watched all of the third one. Um, you know, they play great, because they always do, and they're amazing, they played great songs, but I don't know, even just watching a live stream of a band just on a stage in an empty club, it just, it didn't do it for me, and it just didn't it didn't grab me, you know, like I watching a video of a band playing at a festival and people stage diving and even watching the crowd with the band, you know, that it's not as cool as being there, but at least it's still, wow, that's cool. But just watching a band with nobody is eh, it. Yeah. Cause the band feeds off of the crowd and the crowd yeah. feeds off of the band and somewhere it, it's lost. Like it's just not, it's not the same. And I know it yeah, with that bad religion thing, because uh, the, and it and it comes out it comes out on YouTube like the next day. So like paying for it, also it's like mm. yeah, that's another thing. Paying for it, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Paying you know twenty bucks, that's fifteen or twenty bucks for a live stream of a, that's a tough one. I yeah, for sure. Now you've both played in bands. For some time now so kind of off the cuff here could you tell us a story of the best show you've ever played and then on the flop the worst show you've ever played oh okay um we had a we had a really great show in quebec uh we played uh three shows in quebec we were on tour like a mini tour with hateful monday uh from switzerland who we met through john um, so he booked them because they were coming through and uh, so we played in Oshawa and in Toronto and then we went to Quebec so we played Montreal, Quebec City and Sherbrooke and 
I think the, the last show in Sherbrooke was probably a show that I remember really well. I, I felt that we, we were on the ball. We played really well. I was really, I just felt like we were firing at all cylinders that night. And the crowd was really great. It was in a, in a great location too. It was, a, it was an auto shop that was turned into um, like a, a venue. It was called the cool. uh, yeah. I think it was the Murdoch, right, John? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a great night. There were a lot of bands that played that night. Um, it was it was a really 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 fun night. Um, and honestly, our worst show. I don't know. <laughs> this is this might be a tough one. Yeah, this is the fun one. <laughs> this is my own personal opinion. Uh, we we opened we played at least palace and that that was that was fun to play at least palace we opened for 88 fingers louis and we also played with audio audio visceral from ottawa uh, that was it was a good show i i felt that that we were not in our, our a game that night um there were some technical issues uh during our set for the first couple of songs uh so that was uh, that was a little disappointing considering who we opened up for because i think they were probably the the biggest band we ever opened up for at, at the time so um, for me, that was probably the worst one. Well, my my playing career was very a sh- very short time frame compared to Enzo's and the rest of Hang Time. Um, I'm I'm more into this side of things as opposed to playing. I mean, at this point in my life, I'd say for me the best show uh, was when the band, the last band I was in, we finally got to play at Pooza Fest in Montreal and uh, the festival there. So we got to play at a really cool uh, venue there. And um, yeah, it was just being a part of it. And because I'd gone there for many years to Pooza Fest to check out a lot of bands and it's always a great time. And um, yeah, finally getting to play there, it was great. And uh, I thought that was actually the band's best show by far that we played in the short time we were together. And uh, yeah, shortly after that, when we got back, things went sideways and it turns out that was our last show. <laughs> so <laughs> it was the best and the worst. <laughs> Oh, there you go. All in one. <laughs> you run a record label, John. You've played in bands. What do you think the motivation is to keep going and to keep creating? Because as you know, she's she's a tough road, and it's kind of it's hard to stay motivated, especially when you're doing it for the love of it, and you know there's very little money to be had. Well, I mean, for me personally. Uh... I just I just love to play and I just I like being able to get together and, and create music and share ideas and you know even now that we can't play I'm still I'm still playing as much as I can on, on my own because I just I just love to play and just try to trying to get better and to create better sounds and uh, for me that's that's the reward for me and the other part of it is just meeting meeting people you know meeting people like yourself uh, meeting all the different bands especially when they're from other countries they they come in and you know you build relationships with people and that's to me that's the most important part of doing this i I have a lot of fun when we go out out of of town and we meet people we make friendships we we keep those relationships going even if we don't see each other for a long time it's for me that's the most important part and just sharing music with everyone uh sharing their music you know helping lift them up you know supporting them and promoting them and we we get a chance to as well um just the, the community is what it does it for me yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same. It's just the community 
pretty much. Um, if I'm booking a show with bands from another country and they're playing in my little town, or if I'm talking to bands from another country about, you know, being on a compilation and finding out, you know, what's going on in their part of the world. To me, I just like that. And that's the only chance I'm ever going to be able to do that probably. <laughs> so to me, I just, I still like it after a long time. I still like it. And that's just it. I just, I've never been into completely mainstream, you know, things like mainstream media. I've never been into that like not for so long now. And the thing is, I'm still not into it. I still have no interest in it. You know, like for me to listen to top 40 radio or whatever, I've just never had the interest and I still have absolutely no interest. So, you know, it's just being a, a different person, considering myself a bit of a, in, you know, independent, different person. And when you find people that are sort of like minded in their in the way they look at things, not being so mainstream and that sort of thing, it's a commonality. And and that's it. Yeah, usually, usually more often than not, they're good people. So that's kind of what I like. And it's just a little bit of a, an escape from my normal, you know, nine to five life and, you know, uh, commitments and everything else. Just a, at least a little escape just for a little bit of time. So 